As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 336, and today we're going to be talking about a couple of movies that deal with buddy cops and aliens gallivanting around in human bodies, and you don't know who's who. Snatching up souls. So a sci-fi buddy horror comedy cop horror movie. (laughs) 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 So we're going to be talking about The Hidden from 1987 and The Hidden 2 from 1993. Now, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. A lot of people probably don't even know that there is a Hidden 2 because I had a couple of people say that to me recently when we posted about us talking about it. You can rent The Hidden on Amazon. All the digital platforms you'd want. The Hidden 2, 1993. If you type in The Hidden 2 or II, I guess that's what it is. Hidden II. Uh, and then 1993, you might be able to find a streaming service to do it. It's probably not legit, but they don't have the movie on unless you want to buy it for 13 bucks. You get both the movies on like Amazon. I'll put a link down below in case you want to pick up both the movies for 13 bucks from us. And we'll get like, I think five cents for you doing it. So mm-hmm. it, it'll help pay for uh, a half a second of lights around <laughs> but anyway yeah i wanted to pick some weird movies that i hadn't thought about some of these come to us some of the you know like we wanted to do something different and i I just been in a sci-fi mood in fact uh you know i actually did something uh while before this episode aired i've got like i worked on a bunch of stuff so how are you christina i guess we'll ask you first and then we'll talk about my dumb shit how are you what's going on with you are you excited about today's movies to talk about them not really but everything's been kind of crazy because i found a stray dog the other day oh yeah that was interesting i was i had murray in the car and i was taking him to the park at like 4 a.m and i turned a corner out of our neighborhood and there was a a dog like circling the pool the community pool yeah and you know sometimes the one by us or the other one the the other pool okay the second pool uh, so, you know, sometimes people let their dog, you know, they don't, I, I don't It's always walk, that pool. That pool's always a problem. I don't walk Marie on a leash all the time. So I was like looking around for the owner and I couldn't see anybody. I was like, what the fuck's going on? It's like, there's no, there's no one around. So I pulled the car over. I had the windows down. I got it. And I, I got the dog. I got the dog. Didn't have a tag on. Right. 
poor Murray didn't get to go to the park because we had a circle back home and Mur- Murray's in the backseat like, what the fuck? Who is this? Right. Who is this? Who the fuck is this, and mom? I, and I was up all night long doing uh, writing a song and coming up with... Yeah, so you were up by the time I intro. got So when she came home. back, yeah, it was like I was I had not slept yet. Mm-hmm. So and I was really tired, like extremely tired. Mm-hmm. And she comes back, and I'm like, "Wait, you went to the park already?" Like, <laughs> it's like, "No, I have an emergency. I got a dog. <laughs> I got a dog, and it was a puppy. It was like a terrier pit, I think. I don't know. He but looked, yeah, he mixed was for sure. He had to have been like three months old. So I, I dropped Mary off, and then you know, uh, long story short, ha- had to you know take him to the the rescue down the street and they were nice enough to take him. I, for a split second, I was like, yeah, because it, it wasn't chipped or anything. I it saw it in her eyes too, guys. She was like, Oh, this is going to be ours now. And I was like, Murray was not having it. He was not happy about it. But there was like a 10 minute period of time where they were cool. And I was like, yeah. Oh, this might work. Murray was not fucking cool about it. I had to spoil the shit out of him. Bef- while that oh. dog was here and after yes. for a couple of days because he was not no no he wouldn't sit with murray even after the dog was gone he wouldn't sit with me ah. he wouldn't look with me i had to go buy him special bones <laughs> and then i had to go buy him all these fucking treats she did for me too guys and, and i'll I tell did. you why because my experience was it about i don't know i think I went to bed at like 5 45 6 o'clock because of all the hubbub it was like keeping me up. And so I finally fall asleep, right? She's like, I'm going to go try to go down to the. I had a doctor's appointment. She, no, you went to the, the, the dog place first. Oh, I went to the vet first. To see if it was chipped. Right. And, and then, then she back. left him. She went to go get him chipped. And then I was like asleep for like about 45 minutes or a half hour. She comes back and she's like, I got to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor. I've got an appointment. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I was thinking, I was like, well, just keep Murray in here, lock the dog in the, the kitchen. Right. And like, it's plenty of room in there. He'll be fine. And it's, if he pisses or shits, it's Kyle. <laughs> I was like, so no problem. I'll be asleep. It won't matter. Well, I didn't, that didn't quite happen because the entire fucking time she was gone, he was screeching at the top of his lungs. Like, and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, this is why we don't have another dog. Okay. I will never get a puppy again. I I, if, I forgot how difficult it is. Can we just say something? If we do, if ever in the future, and I'm not saying because I love this dog more than anything, and he's staring for treats right now. You want some <laughs> treats? <laughs> so, tell him what, what we do while you give him these, what we do every time. Hey. Oh, he gets all every time these. We, every time we record. He gets all these toys and treats, and we give them to him one by one, so he, you know, he'll wear himself down and fall asleep. Right, because he gets unruly, like, and he knows the call sign at the end, so he'll start barking. So if you've ever heard him bark at the That's end why. of the episode. He knows, he knows. That's he why. He knows, like, when we're about to round things up. He used to do it when I was streaming, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, if we ever do get a puppy... Again, I want to no. get two. Listen to me. You can say two? no all you want. You want to get two. Listen to me, and then you can uh, abruptly cut me off. All right? Two puppies, two mini Aussies, and one I want to have like like a white color, and one I want to have the black color. No. And then they grow Absolutely up. To, they not. grow up together Mm-mm. because you can't. We we spoil our dogs way too much. And we always have. And Murray <laughs> is not having it. I'm not walking two dogs. Well, then we're getting a cat because, like, you know, that's <laughs> all I'm telling you. 
<laughs> he anyway, likes cats. Anyway. Anyway, Alex. What so you- welcome to our pet corner. And uh, this is the Pet Corner Podcast. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been busy. I got a lot of videos done for YouTube. And uh, I think I took on a little too much because you guys know I have this sleep thing that's been bothering me. It's been an up and down battle. Um, you know, it's just like I can't stay awake. And so I have to take naps. And then I have to like, it's just a pain in the ass. It's really frustrating. I can barely stay awake for most movies. And I have to prepare for them like like I'm getting ready to go out. Same thing if we go to the theater. I haven't been going to the theater much because I'm afraid I'll fall asleep. So right. if you haven't seen any new movies on the YouTube channel, well, there's part of the reason. Well, that and we don't have very much money right now. So <laughs> because we're still ordering a few movies here and there and getting some shipped in. Speaking of which, I did like three different videos this week. I did a couple of uh, physical media. I did one on the Invaders from Mars, Summer of the Sound of Summer. We also did a interview with the director of The Breach, which just came out. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you like H.P. Lovecraft, you might want to check out that interview. It's non-spoilerific, so please give it a watch. That uh, guy is really cool. It's Rodrigo Gudino, who is the actual creator of Rumorg Magazine, and he also directed this movie. He's directed a couple, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool dude. One of the nicest guys I've I've talked to, so definitely give it a watch. But I also got to do, I wrote music for the first time in a while, other than, you know, I wrote these little jingles for the podcast, guys, you know, like I did the one for Christina's, you know, what is it called? (laughs) Happy Monday. Happy fucking Monday. And then I did the weirdest fuck wonder song. But this is an actual kind of like song, Mm -hmm. but it's only for the, you know, in the middle. Like I talk on YouTube and I go, hey, guys, we're going to be doing a review of this movie. Let's check it out. And then I go into the little fucking, you know, 15 second blip. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it starts the the the, uh, the video. Or whatever. I like it a lot better. Yeah. I spent a fuck ton of time. I let a couple of people see it and they were <laughs> very, uh, very different uh, opinions on both sides. Both of them liked it, but one was expecting something completely different that I wasn't even aiming for, (laughs) which is a good idea too in its own right. Well, maybe I'll change it in the future. And then the other one was like, wow, this is really great. So thank you, Justin and Slade. I'm not going to say which one was, uh, I'm not going to be friends with anymore, uh, but let's just, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's what you get when you ask people opinions, they're going to give it to you guys, you know, whether it's good or bad, but yeah. So I, I got that done and I've been busting my ass. So I wrote, I spent like 10 hours doing a 15 second intro right a whole 10 day. hours a whole day yeah Pretty and much. i was i was really excited about it. it was the only thing that kept me awake it was surprising like when i edit the podcast i'll fall fucking sleep <laughs> a lot because well, it's boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah really um but you know i don't know it's just something i like to do i like to be creative that's what i've always been i've been like the jack of all trades I did do a a fairly successful band that probably could have gone somewhere, but I don't know. Things just didn't happen. So (laughs) here I am. (laughs) Rock me like a hurricane. Okay. Rock you like a. Okay. Scorpions. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, 
I also wanted to mention some stuff, have a quick discussion, nothing too long, but I just, you know, I feel like we don't really get to tell you guys about who we are and what we are and what we do. So I have the timestamps down below. If you hate this shit, just go to the timestamps down below, but we got some stuff I wanted to bring up. One being the return of the living dead is getting a new reboot like for the movie and that is a huge movie so i wanted to get which at first i was excited about christina's wearing the shirt right now that's how much of a fan she is she loves it well at first i was excited because i like i do like remakes because i like to see a familiar story done in a different way sure like i like that i mean yes it's gonna happen anyway right right remakes Right. Sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the reboots and remakes are always going to happen. It's a tired argument to some degree. But if you're going to do it, do it right. What What would your What would your thing be? Like, you needed to be there in order for it to be okay. Since Return, of I'm not. I'm not picky. I'm not. I don't know that far. I just like to see. I like to see different interpretations of the story I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me personally, I. I, I don't mind seeing reboots and remakes anymore. I get tired of arguing about it because there's some good ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then what are you going to say? Your whole argument's flawed if you have other movies that you enjoy that are, you know, f- remakes are going to be for a certain generation that wasn't around for the generation that got to enjoy the, that generation's movies. They want the story to continue. And then also the people making the movie, I mean, they're remaking it because they got some sort of inspiration from that movie right right as a child or whatever so when i saw this i was a little excited because i'll tell you what like i've always liked return of the living dead but it was never that that super high on my list but now um i'm actually kind of it's grown and grown over the years and it's become one of my favorite movies and it's just something about the mix of punks zombies and that comedy that's in that movie Right. And the way that it looks and just all the ideology and behind it, you know, and the fact that it even comes from the legacy of Night of the Living Dead, because that was written by two people. Everybody always thinks George Romero is the only person there. But but John Russo, John A. Russo is also the writer on that. And he kind of split off and did his own thing with Return of the Living Dead. And they kind of did it. That's why they were able to mention Night of the Living Dead in that movie is because he was part of the writing on it. So he could do that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of awesome in a way, you know, that there's this weird offshoot that you were never expect to be as good or as funny as it was. And now we got to hand the keys over to somebody else new. And that person, by the way, they're saying is going to be the guy who did kill her goat, Steve Walsh. Which he also directed another movie called Muck. Now, I saw Muck, but it's been a while. I don't feel like I have the right to really give it a full review right at this moment. But it was not a very fond movie for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can, I remember that much. Um, and I've looked at the, the reviews of Kill Her Goats, which is one of the ones that I kind of missed. I just, the trailer just didn't entice me. And everything I've heard about it since then... <laughs> Has not been really good. And both of those movies have like a 2.9 uh-huh. on IMDb. How did he get this movie? I don't know. It's kind of strange, right? Yeah, it doesn't really say. It just says set to be helmed is Steve Walsh. The reboot will also remain true to the R-rated comedy roots of the original movie. So I don't know. You know, like, and, and no disrespect to Steve Walsh or anything like that. But I just feel like... You know, it's Return of the Living Dead for Christ's sake. I'm kind of curious how they're gonna modern if they're gonna modernize it or if they're gonna keep it in that era, like right. the 80s. 
And and as much as and Dan ha- O'Bannon wasn't like everywhere, that's mm-hmm. some pretty big shoes to fill. I was curious how they're going to, um, if they're going to modernize it, like how they would include like, you know, cell phones and new cars. Maybe they'll be driving a Tesla or something like that, you know? Right. I don't, it's just, it's weird to me that, like, I get it. Like Dan O'Bannon wasn't, I mean, he had done a lot before he did Return of the Living Dead, right? He did Dark Star, which kind of blew up. It was an indie thing, but Return of the Living Dead was you know, just so big. And I understand it. If you're going to follow the same, you know, set of rules that you did to make Return of the Living Dead, it makes sense. But we know how popular that film is. And that means that there's going to be a lot of rabid fans that will either tear it apart or not. And going into a remake or reboot, you already have half the population that's going to be mad at you. Didn't they do that with Evil Dead and everyone hated it when it came out and blah, blah, blah. And now like everyone loves it. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, that's true. The 2013. Well, they did Dead. the same thing with The Thing, and they did the same thing with, like, you know, Dawn of the Dead even had its haters at the time. You know what was a bad remake? What? The Omen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was. I don't think anybody argued that. Well, what's funny about that, though, too, is it was shot for shot the same, except for one scene. Didn't that have Giovanni Radici in it? Who gets speared by the fucking... I oh, yeah, I think so. He gets speared by the fucking yeah, cross. But, like, it literally was the exact same movie. Pretty much. But that's how we used to do but, remakes. Yeah. So we I used to do it beat by beat. Everybody hated it so much. Well, it is pretty bad. Now people have a little bit more, like, they'd like to take a little bit more risks, but they're, like, calculated risks. Like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. They, they, they kind of, like, knew how to craft that. And in the beginning of that movie is just amazing. Yeah. To me, I feel like you really need someone who's good at comedy and someone who's good at horror. And I don't think, no offense to anybody, again, I just don't think, I don't think that that guy is, maybe he is up for the task and I'm completely wrong, but I just feel like if it's got, if it's got to be that level of comedy and that level of funny, we need to have the right people involved in here. Someone who's really witty, someone who's really funny. You know, like to do some really fucked up new nuanced, different type jokes that are current, but also, you know, and what are they going to use for kids that go to the cemetery? You know what I mean? Like what, what generation of kids is there now? There's no punks. Emos, Alex. Emos. (laughs) That's not even, that's old. That's not even a real thing anymore. (laughs) It will be, it will be, it will be AI. That was like two decades ago. Listen to me. It will be those fake AI people on TikTok. Oh. You know what I'm talking ah, about? The NPC. Yeah, the NPC yeah. AI. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Not too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you guys want to watch a really funny video, watch Papa Meat talk about the NPC uh, apocalypse it on really TikTok. Is. And it was hilarious. Like, it's an apocalypse. It's, it's really weird it's... what they're doing on the lives on TikTok. I've seen a lot of weird shit on TikTok where girls will read a book and literally just rock their body like they're getting fucked or like the, he was talking about the one with the guy stacking bolts up to a pyramid. Yeah, I've seen him I've a lot. never seen that at all. Yeah, he has a filter on it. He lures people in because it looks like he's he's finally going to finish his little his little pyramid thing. Oh, and then he's like but, stressed out. But but then he takes them he slowly takes them off and then once he he gets more gifts We'll put him back on. It's just like back Dude, and forth and back and forth. Have you seen the fucking live where there's this thing called the goblin? Yeah. And all it does is stirs a pail mm-hmm. of liquid that's mm-hmm. bubbling. And there's these little floaty things in it. And it's like this weird 
fucking nightmarish fucking cute puppet that just sits there while its big hand is stirring the thing. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to fucking eat your children. <laughs> dude, that's some fucking nightmarish shit, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like that guy has like six girls tied up in the background that he's been fucking like beating the fuck out of and like making weird lasagnas and shit like that and throwing it at him because he's like fucked up in the head, like just off to the camera, <laughs> just off the camera of the little puppet with the little, you know, something fucked up is going on. I mean, just saying, <laughs> but anyway. We do have a show to put on today, and I figured we'd just get a little loosey-goosey here in the beginning, because we're about to take a big, big old drink, because we haven't done our horse shots in a while, so I think it might be that time. What time is it? I said horse shots! Speaking of TikTok... (laughs) Uh, this is, you know, I'm sorry, guys, like you old fucks out there who think it's all about just dancing. You're missing out, man. I've learned shit on TikTok that have literally (laughs) shaved seconds of my day. (laughs) I've tried new things that I would have never tried because the youth is chock full of information (laughs) that we stupid old folks have let fall to the wayside. But anyway, so we decided to pick the first movie of The Hidden to do a hidden watermelon. I'm really ex- looking forward to this. Yeah, I have been too. She loves Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. And that's I, one of the ingredients. I bought a six pack yeah. of Dr. She's, Pepper for this. She's, she's like, wow. Yeah, anytime I ask her for any other ingredient while she's out or whatever, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I said Dr. Pepper this one time. She had it before I even, <laughs> we officially confirmed that we were going to do this shot. So you know that she's fucking excited. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to call this a hidden watermelon, and it is two ingredients. And the good old TikTok is uh, actually uh, pretty good for ideas for drinks. So we have Dr. Pepper. We got a full, like, you know, 16.9 fluid ounce bottle, the plastic bottle. And we got 99 watermelons, which, you know, I was like, well, fuck, we already drink that shit all the time anyway. So Christina went out and got some for us. Thank you. We're going to take one entire watermelon 99 proof, which is like two and a half shots of alcohol. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, you're going to drink down a little bit of your soda, which Christina already did. Christina and I (laughs) I already did. I love Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Right. So you're going to pour that in the top. You don't want to shake it. It fits perfectly in the bottle. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to. That's why we didn't need any cups. Are you guys, don't shake it. I'm just going to stir it. I don't. <laughs> it's carbonated. Don't I'm just, I'm just circling it around in sort of a, just take you know, a straw and, um, a cyclone. That way it's not so, it's not floating on the top. Okay. Okay. We have to smell it. This is supposed to taste it like. smells amazing. Oh my God. It smells it's, so it's good. It's supposed to taste like natural watermelon. Yeah. Ready? So we're going to try it out. See if it works. Oh All my right. God. It smells so good. Oh, my God. It really does. It really does. That's crazy. That tastes exactly like watermelon. It does. I mean, there's, you know, there's a tinge. You can tell there's alcohol in it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's watermelon. We just had watermelon. It tastes exactly like it. It really does. That's so crazy. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, we take the artificial watermelon flavor and put it in Dr. Pepper to make it taste it like actual like a, watermelon. It has like a chemical reaction to the caramel. It must be the 23 different authentic blends of 23 flavors that Dr. Pepper has. Or the 55 grams of sugar. I thought it was always just strawberry. What the fuck flavors do they have in there? It's caramel. Drink the whole thing, buddy. I'm drinking half. Yeah, that's pretty good. So if you would like to try a hidden watermelon, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out your hashtag horse shot section now. That's it for horse shots. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of buddy cops and aliens wearing humans with our flesh and potatoes of... The Hidden from 1987. And The Hidden 2 from 1993. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina, do the honors, please. The Hidden was released October 30th, 1987. A cop and an FBI agent race for answers after law-abiding people suddenly become violent criminals. Suddenly? They're always violent. Well, it says suddenly. This time, okay, this is the 80s, so they didn't realize. It's suddenly when, you know, you get possessed <laughs> by aliens. A tagline is a new breed of criminal. A new breed of criminal. There you go. This was directed by Jack Shoulder. He did Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He did Alone in the Dark from 1982. Yeah, the not the Christian Bale or Christian Slater one, the 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 slasher the, movie from 82. The 1982 one. Yeah. There was a 90s 80s Alone in the Dark. Right. Uh he also did Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies from 1999. This nice. is Oh, also he um just to give you a couple extra. Uh he did Generation X, Wishmaster 2. Tremors, the TV show from 2003, which had Dean Norris, who played Hank Schrader in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He also did one of those episodes, too. So, oh. uh, This is written by Jim Koof. Yeah, sounds about right. Who did the Grimm TV show. He also did Stakeout from 1987, National Treasure, and he did Rush Hour. I love Rush Hour. He wrote Rush Hour. Right. Or which one is, of the writers. He's got a vastly wide array of of writing styles, too, because he did The Boogans, which was his first script. He did Wacko and Pink Motel, Up the Creek, and, uh, yeah, those movies that she just mentioned. Like, National, did you mention National Treasure? Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, such a wide array of uh, styles. Right. Also, I wanted to mention oh. the makeup effects that were in this movie, which was Kevin Yeager, who, you know, he did the, the creature effects in this movie. He was he's worked on a lot of stuff. He had worked on Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, 4. He was in Friday the 13th Final Chapter. That was his first film, by the way, that he did mm-hmm. for Practical. He did Cherry 2000, 976 Evil, Yankovic's Fat, which was like huge. Mm-hmm. No one had ever done a fat suit like that. Oh. And he did it. Um, so if you can imagine, Freddy's Nightmares, The Phantom of the Opera with Robert England. So no doubt he's obviously a fan of Jaeger as well, Robert England. Mm-hmm. He probably wanted him to come along for that movie because he did, you know. Right. He played that. Uh, also uh, did the effects for The Borrower, another alien in human's flesh movie What mm-hmm. we watched, remember? 
No, I don't remember. I think Patrick might have come on for that one. And then he did Hellraiser, Bloodline, and The Dentist, which uh, are all just great with like practical effects. So mm-hmm. We have Kyle McLaughlin, who plays Lloyd Gallagher. He, You know him from Twin Peaks. Everybody knows he was in Twin Peaks. And Dune. And, and Dune. And Blue Velvet. Yeah, and he was in Blue Velvet. And uh, yeah. what was the Wild Things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wild Things. Was it Wild Things? What's the stripper one? Strip. Oh, no, he was in Striptease. Strip, was it striptease? The one with Jessica Alba. They just put it Showgirls. Showgirls. It was yes, Showgirls. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's. that's I, I will never look at him the same after watching him have sex with her in the pool. Ew. It was just like it burned into my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I always think of Kyle. We have uh, Michael Nori, who plays Tom Beck. He was in Flashdance. He was in Terminal from 2004. Uh, he's been in lots of TV. And more recently, he's he's been in The Watcher mm-hmm. and Yellowstone. Big one. Big yeah, show right those there. Those are both big shows. Claudia Christian plays Brenda Lee Van Buren. <laughs> she was... <laughs> you know what's really funny about that, by the way? What? We have a street out here called Van Buren, which was notorious for many years. For prostitution. For prostitution. And she plays, well, they're a not stripper. the same, but she's a stripper. It's not the same. But yeah, and she's in a, a seedy part of town. So it just kind of makes me think of like- Van Buren. Van Buren. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was in Babylon 5. Uh, she was in Murder at the uh, Mystery Party, which came out this year. Also in uh, Dirty Dead Con Men from 2018. She is mostly a voice actor for like a shit ton of video games. She she's done like every World of Warcraft and Half Past Dead, like every Fallout video game, like every yeah. video game. A lot of these people have actually done a lot of that stuff. Right. That's what you do on the side because it's easy money. Exactly. Got to pay the bills. That's not easy, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We have Clarence Felder who plays uh, Lieutenant John Masterson. He was in A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child. Mm. Uh, Ruthless People he was in, oh, okay. uh, After Hours from 1985, and he was in The Last Boy Scout. Uh, Jimmy, Willis. Satan Claus, he's coming. He's coming <laughs> for you. Uh, we have Clue Gulliger, who plays Lieutenant Ed Flynn. Good call, Christina. You said that right. Okay. Everybody fucks his name up. Oh, I don't, I just, I don't know. It's Clue Gulliger. Yep. Okay. Uh, he was in Return of the Living Dead, of which course, we were just talking we just about. Talked about yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also in The Feast. He's been in every Feast movie. He well, was... he's, his son directed them. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, well, then why? <laughs> he was also in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Uh, Freddy's he, Revenge. The Last Picture Show from 1971. And he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he was in Piranha 3 DD. Plus a ton D, of like old movies D. where he was like a, yeah. a cowboy and shit. Lots, lots, lots. We also have a period appearances in this. A period? Who's who's having a period? Is it your time? Don't make fun of me. <laughs> uh, Lim Shay, Lynn Shay is in this, and uh, and surprisingly, Danny Trejo's in this. Yeah. For like a split second, if you bleak, you'll miss him. I couldn't even believe we we caught it. We were hey, like, Wait let a me second. out of here. <laughs> That's what he said. That was it. <laughs> it was great. By the way, did you know who Lynn Shay is related to? Who? The president of New Line, especially at the time, by the way. Oh. Bob Shea. Bob Shea is oh the president God. of New Line Cinema that Lynn Shea brother. I never knew that. And she plays oh. the senator's assistant in this movie. And he was in the movie as well as a guy when they're walking up, I think, to the courthouse or something or the police station. There's a guy outside and a girl walks up to the car and he waves. Mm-hmm. And then he picks her up and they drive off. Oh. That's Bob Shea in, okay. the, in the front seat driving. Oh, okay. So, huh. 
Huh. That's, I, I just thought it was funny. That is funny. I never knew that. So. Right. Never connected the two. So. Right. So she knew somebody. Right. That's why she's. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. But she was in, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first one. Right. 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 Yeah, I think so. She was in the dream like sequence it. in the hall mm-hmm. when the girl passes out in the class. Mm-hmm. So she's she's had a long history in that. I think she was in a couple more. Yeah. I remember so. we've talked about her seeing her briefly in 80s movies all the mm-hmm. time. Budget on this was $5 million. Opening weekend was $2 million. I heard it got it got $9 million worldwide. $10 million. Gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just, I said opening weekend. Oh, yeah, my bad. Because that kind of means it bombed, right? If it didn't make it back. Well, yeah, they did put $5 million down. They were expecting this to do big, big numbers. Yeah, I don't think it did because no one... Ta- I've never heard of this movie before. <laughs> no one talks about this movie. What do you think about this movie, Alex? Well, I think it's exactly what you just said. It's one of those movies that no one really talks about that much, but is kind of a hidden gem in a way. I think it's more enjoyable if you really kind of pay attention. It does borrow a lot of tropes that a lot... Or it may have started a lot of tropes, for all I know. But it has a lot of tropey things that you find in, in these kind of sort of alien buddy cop movies. They kind of like blend together a little bit you know it's got a really decent soundtrack for it and it's not even that i like the bands in it it just works really well for this movie like it's got this like really upbeat sort of like fun metal and like sort of like the 80s sound going on at the time like that these bands that were in it like you have uh concrete blonde is in it the truth mendy lee shock paris which was a power metal band and there was a few others but just the songs work really well in this movie and they made it work with the material for the scenes but it's a buddy cop alien inhabits people movie that reminds me a lot like i said of the borrower Dark Angel with Dark Dolph Lundgren, which I mentioned, I think, last week, which is funny. It's called I Come in Peace. I think you did say that. Yeah. And you go in pieces. I love that tagline. <laughs> That's the most amazing fucking end line in an action movie. Mm-hmm. One of the best. I come in peace <laughs> and you go in pieces. Boom. Anyway, we, we should we should review that movie. I think we did like early on in our podcast, but we should redo it again. Okay. And this movie made me want to watch that again anyway. But um, this movie has a really good pace about it. It's got a lot of action. It's got some gores. It's got really good jokes in it. It's, you know, everybody's doing pretty good in this movie, even though not everybody you know. You know, you'll see some familiar faces in it, obviously, as we just mentioned. But there are mostly just a lot of people you don't really see that much other than Kyle MacLachlan. And he, you know, he's he's doing his best Kyle MacLachlan in this one for the most part, which is very much like a FBI agent. Like Mm -hmm. he embodies that part. Totally. Pretty heavily. I mean, as we've seen in Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, um, as far as like the action and gore and stuff like that, there's some really impressive practical effects and makeup in this movie. The they really kind of did not hold their punches on a lot of this stuff. They got fast cars, like actual Ferraris and like expensive vehicles in this movie that mm-hmm. they trash, which you know it had to cost them a lot of the budget. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a little trivia on that too. Um, but yeah. Um, I thought it was really funny and sometimes, you know, wasn't the, this isn't the best movie I've ever seen or the best hidden gem I've ever found, but it is highly entertaining. And if you're looking for somewhat of a bigger budget sort of uh, sci-fi action horror movie, mm-hmm. 
this is going to hit that note pretty hard for you and you should be able to you should have a good experience from it i would probably say this is like a 7.5 out of 10 for me mm-hmm. like it's definitely up there like i definitely wouldn't mind owning it i'm not like head over heels in love with it but it's like right on the verge there like i feel like if i watch this again it could move up i don't know I'd have to see it. But some of the lines are really fucking hilarious. Watching the the alien kind of like wear different people bodysuits is just fun in itself because he's like just kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. He loves listening to metal. He's like playing a boombox wherever he goes. He's just causing terror and havoc all over the streets of fucking Los Angeles. And it's fucking great. Like it's fun to watch. Like and then the practical effects of all the stuff happening is just like the extra sweet treat on it and then yeah i don't know it's just funny seeing like a fish out of water story but like on a cult level of sci-fi and horror so it's kind of interesting that way if you haven't seen it i would highly recommend watching it giving it a chance and see what you think but christina what do you think like how do you feel about it yeah if you like guns and action and aliens like you should watch this movie because like that's what the movie's about well, there's not that many aliens, but yeah, aliens. Right. I, yeah. Well, yeah. You don't, you really don't see, see it that yeah. much, but I mean, they're in the you know the humans' bodies, and it's jumping. It's like body snatching other bodies, so it's like jumping from person to person. So which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But like you were saying, the I like the music in it. All the background music and the actual like music music is really good. It was put together really well. The action's really good too. It, it's good pace too. Yeah. And it starts off really good, like just right off the top. I didn't like the trope. There was like tropey cop stuff, which was annoying. And I didn't even think of it being a buddy cop movie until you said something else. Oh, oh shit. it totally it is. It totally yeah. is a buddy cop movie. It's a hybrid, yeah. Yeah, but like the cops not believing when shit's going on, like it, it's it, that shit annoys me. Well, but it's, it's the, always the FBI director or the FBI agent not telling the the cop everything, mm-hmm. and so then like they become friends, right? And, and then the local cop not even wanting to associate with the FBI, help the FBI agent right. out, blah blah blah. Is, you know, there's always tension up front, there's always and, tension, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they become friends, and then it's like that's why I say Dolph Lundgren and him. Uh, and and uh, the guy from Dream On, I can't think of his name, but he was in the Angel Dark Angel slash I Come in Peace, and they have the same dynamic. Uh-huh. It's like a trope. It's a very big trope. Mm-hmm. I wish they showed more of like the alien transferring into the different bodies. I mean, you know, they showed it, but I wish they showed more of it because they didn't show like each time. I wish they would have made it more dramatic and traumatic like each time it went into somebody's body. Dude, it would have been cool if they busted out of everybody. Yeah, that that would have been awesome. Not just out of their mouth or anything, like just like like out of their chest cavity it exploded. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought uh, Kyle McLaughlin was like perfectly cast as his alien detective role. I thought he did a really good job. He he does weird really good though, but we all know that. Right. He's played enough cops now, like <laughs> or detectives, you know, like mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Also, I wanted to talk about the stunt people in the movie too, because you don't really see stunts like this oh, yeah, nowadays. And yeah, I, it really stood out to me. Like it was pretty cool because I mean they really were like hurting themselves. Like they're like getting hit by cars and shit. I was like, holy god! Like, dude, I was people. watching. Do you watch that guy who's like a extra for? He's a stuntman extra. Uh uh-uh. uh He pra- like I watch this guy on TikTok. Uh huh. He practices 
and he shows his practice of him falling on shit. Oh wow! And like it, like like it, he's really good at it. Like yeah. the, it's a, it's an art form. It, it really, really is. is. It's like leverage. Like you have to know where to land so you don't really hurt yourself. And there's no like f you know there's no like regulations or you know there are yeah, regulations yeah. of safety. Right. But you have. Like those guys don't. You it's not to, like a class you can take. You, you have know? to regulate yourself. They're just fucking beasts. Like those guys are fucking insane, male or female, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like what's her name? Zoe, that girl that was in um, Tarantino's movie. Tarantino's movie. She's fucking great, dude. Right. But like overall, I thought it was an entertaining movie. It wasn't like anything spectacular. Yeah, like it wasn't anything that really, really like stood out, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's yeah. about seven or seven five. I yeah, think. it's something yeah. like where it's like if I was, you know, looking for something to watch, I would put it in the background or something. Right. You know, it's a very competent film. It's it's enjoyable if you like the eighties. So you're gonna have that cheese factor in there that has a lot of those like stupid one lines. And it's an action movie. It's a it's a bloody good film movie. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of crosses the barriers for those guys, huh? <laughs> it does. Yeah, I wonder if they've done it. I don't know if they've ever know. talked about it. I don't. It. I can't. I don't listen to every head. episode, but you know. But yeah. So yeah. Seven out of ten. So seven point two five between the two of us. That's not too bad. Sevens are good, by the way, guys. They're not bad, and so are sixes, and you know, like. It's all in right. the eye of the beholder. You know what I mean? So many people might find this to be a nine out of 10. Some might not like it at all. It's just one of those movies that kind of is in between, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a very in between film. But yeah, we do have a little bit of trivia on this that I'm going to go over. If you, if you want to watch it, you can rent it or like I said, pick up a copy of one and two on eBay. I think you can find it on eBay or one of your shops on DVD. You can get both of the movies for like 12 or 13 bucks. Mm-hmm. So If you don't want anything spoiled, though, here is your warning. So this movie took them 45 days to shoot. That's That's big. That's a long time. That's a lot of stunts. And for $5 million in 1987, that's actually quite a bit of money if you think about it. It's not that much money for to be in Los Angeles and stuff. And like, right, that's actually not that much. Mm -hmm. Like, but they did it in 45. It took 45 days and they did four days of pickup shots. Mm-hmm. Where they do the second unit and they go out and do all the like stuff that they need to fill in. Um, and of all the films that Jack Shoulder says he's done, he said this is his favorite movie that he's ever done. Uh-huh. So well, that's cool. That's saying something. Uh Michael Norrie, who played the cop, Mr. or Beck, we called him Beck throughout the whole movie. Beck and Gallagher, which is uh Kyle McLaughlin. Beck, the guy who played Beck, uh, Michael Norrie turned down the role of Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon to do this movie, which was made the same year as this film, and it was set in Los Angeles, too, like a buddy cop comedy as well. Was that Mel Gibson's role? Yeah, Mel Gibson got that role. It epitomized him. Oh, my God. This, Oh, my God. Get me on that timeline. Isn't that crazy? Get me on the timeline where Mel Gibson wasn't in Lethal Weapon. So it's funny because, like, uh, Shoulder, the director, was like, man, who is this guy? You know, like, he's so good. He's, like, so professional and so, like, good at his job. Uh-huh. He's a good actor. He's like, I wonder why he's never, like, gotten picked up or, like, blown up yet. Oh, why? Why? So, uh, oh, shit. on set, they did not get along. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, in fact, uh, Shoulder said that uh, Nuri wouldn't take any direction whatsoever. Uh-oh. And uh, so he thinks that that's, you know, they butted heads the whole fucking movie over it. Wow. So he sucks. hated working with him. And he said, well, there it is. There's the reason. 
<laughs> Another uh, boiling, stewing fucking anger that grew with the writer of the movie, which was Jim Koof. He didn't want his name attached to this film. In fact, he goes by Bob Hunt in the uh, oh, in the, the screen in the credits. Yeah. But, you know, it's marked on IMDb as him because he he put up a fake name because he didn't want to be attached to it because they kept changing everything on the fly. And it wasn't really like, to be honest, like some of the stuff was just really minor. Like Kyle McLaughlin's character, Gallagher, he tells the story of him losing his wife and his daughter. It was only his wife before that. Oh. So he just wanted it to be a little bit more emotional in that scene. He he wanted it to relate to the other guy who had a wife and his daughter. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because his story's kind of sad, you know what I mean? He's Yeah. His whole family was murdered by this fucking crazed alien that he chased to Earth. Right. And he's got to fucking stop it because yeah, he he's hell-bent. Yeah. It's the, it's the human way. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I you know, maybe, maybe it would have been fine before, but I think a lot of the changes that Shoulder made was actually to keep the pacing good. Mm-hmm. So who knows if it would have even been half as good. Who knows? Right. You know? Sometimes writers don't see these things that the directors do, and you kind of kind of work with each other a little bit. But he just did not want to change anything, right? So, um, Claudia Christian, she was a stripper. She likes to tell a couple of different stories about her experience in this film. She said uh, she always talks about the design of her wardrobe that the producers found her breast to be inadequate. So when she <gasps> When she tried out, well, because in the movie, in the screenplay, in the script, it was to be a huge, big, busted woman. woman. Yes. Uh, and she did not have that, so she stuffed her top right. with socks right. for the... Um, for the dance scene? F- no, for the for the actual tr- her tryout. Oh, I see. Okay. So they didn't see any, and they picked her immediately, and then they wanted her to wear a, a bikini. This It also asked for a scene topless as well by the way so i don't know how she was going to get away with this i guess she figured she was going to reject yeah Yeah. good for her um but it was to emphasize her the the what they ended up doing is because it didn't work out she they just emphasized her butt that's why she has that low-cut dress in the movie and her ass is hanging out and you see her butt you see her butthole so Butthole. <laughs> Sorry. You just see your ass Thank you for laughing. I thought you were going to give me a bunch of shit for that. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so when they asked her to wear the bikini, she was like, she used uh, shoulder pads and duct tape to make them pop up and perky. Oh. So she had stuff under her bra when she was on stage. For that scene, I guess. But they, right. they uh, Shoulder was really pissed at her for lying. He didn't really care that she didn't have the size. He just didn't like that she lied to him. Oh, I see. But yeah, you, you know, when you're trying out for something, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Sure. I mean, it's she wouldn't be the first to, to do exactly. something like that. Yeah, exactly. It happens a lot. Well, that that's the other thing is that a lot of a lot of actresses will say they'll do something, you know, a part that that's a scene that they need to do. Right. And they'll break re- Nick. And they'll it. lie and they'll lie and say they'll do it. But then, then when the time comes, I'm not saying it's not their right to not do it, but it's just like, if you know what you're signing up for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, either be a part of it or not. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It There's been some, I mean, situation. look at the movie Antichrist. Okay. That's not exactly a, a, a male haven place of a movie. 
Right. But it shows that, you know, she has to break a dick in it. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, and it's very unflattering. And there's like practically real sex scenes in the movie. They use stunt doubles, but yeah. Anyway, she, uh, she also, um, whenever she had to fire up a prop gun on uh, Babylon five, apparently, cause she, she got an injury on set where the material from her a prop gun scratched her cornea. Mm-hmm. supposedly oh, painfully i don't know there's kind of a mixed story on that too because like from what i heard is when she was on the rooftop and they were shooting her mm-hmm. a piece of the fabric went up into her eye that's even worse yeah so it, it supposedly it didn't injure her but then this says that it's, it, it injured her cornea uh-huh so she is triggers instinctively because you know right. when she was on babylon 5 they have laser guns and it doesn't actually fire anything Right. But because, but, you know, the prop guns don't really fire, she they just use visual effects, you know, it just kind of like she instinctively would turn her face away when pulling the trigger. Right. Supposedly. So oh, I don't know. I see. see, I don't know if it comes from when she shot, but they said it was when she was on the roof and she shot her and he got shot in the chest. Oh, that's but crazy. She also didn't dance very well. They had Janet Jackson's <laughs> uh, choreographer try to train her and she got so fucking fed up with her she was like just go to the fucking strip clubs and watch the girls so she made her go to all these strip clubs to watch how they danced mm-hmm. and the i guess the choreographer just gave up on her or something and then <laughs> she was like stressed the fuck out when it was time for her scene or whatever all the way up to the moment and she was like really self-conscious and she she was like was so self-conscious about her weight even though she was like in perfect shape Right, of course. Cause... She went to uh, like a weight loss center and then they had her on like a 500 calorie a day oh diet. God, it's which not good for you. It's called an HCG diet. Do you want to know what that involves, Christina? Human growth hormones. Uh, Nope. Vitamins and pregnant horse urine. Are you kidding? I'm not joking. Oh my God. People. You know what? Some women will eat tapeworms. In the 80s. I'm sorry. Tapeworm. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that too. That's ridiculous. They they get the powdered eggs or whatever. It's an eating disorder. I mean, they're eating disorders. Didn't they do that in a movie we saw recently where they like... It was in a TV show and the mom took the kid to the emergency room. Right. Because uh, she made her eat Was it Fear Street? I don't remember. Or was it the exorcism movie? My my daughter's an exorcism or something? The exorcism of blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. One of those, I can't remember. But anyway, anyway, they fucked up four Ferraris in this movie, which a lot of the car chases are based off the French Connection movie. If you watch that movie, you'll see a lot of the same familiar shots that they used in that movie being used in this movie because the director is a huge fan and he did his storyboards for the scenes based off the French Connection. Which cars do I want to use? Well, that that was the producer saying, no, 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 we're not using Ferraris. And they were like, uh, yeah, it's in the script. We got to use it. And they were like, no, you're going to use something else like a like a Corvette or something. Right. Ferraris are too much. And they were like, well, we're going to use this one. <laughs> and they went through four, five, four of those black uh, Ferraris. Ouch. Where the opening scene where the stockbroker right. crashes, crashes in and a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you notice that there um aliens in this movie when they were inside a, hum- a human being, they had a tell. They had a tell? Like a what? sign that they would let you know that they're an alien. No. Yeah, I didn't notice it either. What do they say? They have a, a moment where they stick their tongue out slightly when people look at them. Oh. And they even have the dog do it. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, the dog licks his lips right at that point. Oh. 
And it's funny because that dog is, is also pretty famous for being in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. I knew I saw that dog. That is the cutest fucking I know. dog. And I recognize it too. And if you know what I thought of is that piss scene where the dog pisses, and that's exactly what he was in. Uh, where the the um uh the dog pisses out fire mm-hmm. and then the ground opens up and Freddie comes up out of. That's the one. Oh. That dog's by name is Roy the dog, by the way. Oh that's he's a no cute longer name. alive. That's my grandpa's name too, Roy, but he's no longer alive either. <laughs> so he's a, did you did your dad throw him in the trash? Oh, yes. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. Tell it real quick so people know. My, I don't know. I, All right, I'll I tell it really it's quick. Long. It's not that quick long. Yes, it is. We were sitting at the dinner table with uh, her dad. It was for one of the holidays, and our cat was really sick. And he was her dad always wanted Christina to take her cats back. She had to move out. She left her cats there. Uh, why did you leave them there? I don't know. See, anyway, that's not, that's she not she left her cats there. And I was telling him that we couldn't have other cats because our cat had leukemia leukemia, and it was contagious to other cats. And so he was like, I know, I know. And we we're like, you know, we just we don't even know what we're going to do if she passes away because she's really sick or something like that. And he's like, well, I just threw our other dog away. I, I think I told you guys I buried him out and I just threw him in the garbage. And she and Christine was like. What? I was so disgusted. She was like Snoopy or something, whatever the fucking dog's name is. And so then later we're talking about like he's like been preparing for his death and he, he's like looking at like how the bills and it costs for to, you know, get buried or cremated or however, whatever it is. And uh, he said, you should you guys should be looking into that. And he said, oh, she said, don't worry, dad. When you die, I'm just going to throw your body in the trash. <laughs> I did not skip a beat. Yeah, funniest thing Christine has ever said. We laughed for like a half hour over that. Like his dad, her dad was laughing too. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> anyway, so we do have a, another movie that we're going to talk about. I, I know we, we, we kind of went into this one along, but I don't want to get too into it. And, you know, I think you should just watch it anyway. The only thing I want to add to it is that the, the ending of this movie was, you know, the that the alien Kyle McLaughlin plays, which is the Gallagher guy, he watches Beck die and then he tries to spit this like yellow urine and, and I mean magic into his mouth from his mouth. And a lot of people think, oh, he's passing some sort of energy to him to make him live. That's what I thought. And he gave his life force to Beck. Yeah, so well, he could be there with the daughter and shit because he was dying. Yeah, what really happened is is that, and you find this out in the sequel more so, is that there's this, this backstory to each of the aliens. His alien is made of pure light and energy. Because it's the good alien. Yes, and the other alien is of pure, like, evil. evil. And we'll get into that more in the other movie, so... Stay tuned for that if you want to hear about it. But yeah, there was another. Uh, so he basically spits into them and then his daughter comes over and earlier in the movie, he goes, she's special. You know, and I was like getting pedo vibes. I was like, oh, danger stranger. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he was just being very genuine. And he noticed that she was psychic because she could sense him in some way when he came over to their house and was standing in her bedroom like a weirdo. She's a soulless child. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's an alien pregnant with fucking millions of tiny alien bait. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, she. so she goes over to her dying dad or her li- alive dad now because Kyle McLaughlin's character is dead. And it's actually Gallagher inside of Beck. Right. And that's why she's hesitant to come over to him. Oh, now at the see, very end. Now I understand. Yeah. So originally they were going to have the senator live, not burn him and catch him on fire and have all this <laughs> like really cool grand effects. But they um, he was going to become president, but they changed it because no one wants to see that. They would have been upset with that. So we'll just watch it in the one of the Omen sequels. There was another version where he literally stands up on stage, throws off all the skin of the anim- of, of the senator and busts out as this huge alien. So you get to see its final form. That would have been awesome. I, I saw some of the footage of it, like behind they the scenes. Footage it, of it? Yeah, there is a little bit. You, it's in the extras of the Blu-ray. Uh huh. Um, but they um they blow it up. Of course, you know the alien pops after that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't use that one either. So interesting, right? Waste of money. Yeah. Let's just get into the Ferrari. <laughs> That's not probably why they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, because they sort of like it costs a Ferrari just to fucking do this scene, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I do also want to mention that, that some of the themes in this movie are, is, you know, it's obviously good and evil because of the aliens. And we find out that, you know, that's why. But there is one scene I do want to share, though, that was probably like made me crack up. And I didn't think about is that. OK, so when the stockbroker goes to the he gets shot up, the car blows up behind him. There's a lot of funny stuff I want to talk to uh, you guys about, but it's going to be a long episode if I don't cut this short. Um, the detective comes in and, uh, one of the detectives anyway, detective Willis, and he's talking to a doctor as he's leaving the room because he's the alien, uh, is like comatose on the bed because they shot him up and blew him up. And he's like, the doctor's like, no one deserves to die like that. I don't care what the man's done. And then, uh, detective Willis is like, he killed 12 people, wounded 23 more, stole six cars, most of them Ferraris, robbed eight banks, six supermarkets, four jewelry stores, and a candy shop. Six of the ones he killed, he carved up with a butcher knife. Two of them were kids. He did all that in two weeks. If anyone deserves to go that way, it sure as hell is him. (laughs) I fucking love that. That's great. Anyway, we do have another movie to talk about, and it is the sequel. Um, it is going to be hard to find for you guys, so if you want to try to get it, like I said, just try to look up online on eBay. You can pick up a copy there. Or, you know, try to find a streaming service that plays it on their website or something like that, but it's hard. I looked and looked and looked to see if I could find something for you guys, but there is a 1080p copy floating around out there like for streaming. The Hidden 2, 1993. The alien from the first movie is dead, but he left a few eggs which are hatching now. The good alien who still inhabits Tom Beck's body has been waiting just in case this happened. Unfortunately, his presence in the body has taken a terrible toll on it, draining the life energy and aging him beyond his years. With Beck's daughter, Julia, she meets up with a new alien set to try to take on a new set of problems. Uh-oh. They will need to work together to stop the new generation of aliens. Alien annihilation. Annihilation. <laughs> Taglines, they're still here. Oh, my God. Oh, that hasn't been done before. Yeah, this is another one. Part alien, part human, and it's back for seconds. 
Okay, maybe. That's the one that they ended up using on the box. Makes sense. There's another one. They live for lust. They live for power. They live forever. Well, that's all lies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, because technically these aliens can't be killed by anything other than a special gun. A spe- that's why they That say. looks like a dildo. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It looks like some sort of penis and thing or something. <laughs> anyway, the director of this movie is Seth Pinsker. Excuse me. He did one episode of Eight is Enough TV show, then three episodes of CBS Library and a movie or documentary, I'm not quite sure, called Trash Disposal, The Then and Now of from 2006. I wonder if they know how to fix a garbage disposal. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're supposed to fix that. Yeah, huh? we are. <laughs> anyway, he did those. We got a writer, Jim Koof, who has the characters, nothing more. He's just on there to let people know that he wrote those characters. And uh, we have Seth Pinsker, who uh, is, I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, yeah, he's the same guy who did this uh, movie. So he did the writing and directing on this, by the way, so. Cast, Raphael Sparge, who plays McLaughlin, the love alien. Also, did you catch that? His his name is McLaughlin. Oh. Kyle McLaughlin played it, the original alien from the first one. Are they related? No. Oh, it's not even spelled the same, huh? Christina, his real name in real life is Kyle McLaughlin. The character was a Gilligan. A Gallagher. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I thought you meant the actor. They were just using his last name as like a nod towards Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, well, that was nice of them. Yeah. And also, I think, um, yeah, I think Gallagher was based off of something else, too. The comedian? No. <laughs> that's why <laughs> Did he, he bust up some watermelons? That's why everywhere he went, he was smashing watermelons. <laughs> 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 anyway, he, <laughs> this guy, Raphael Sparge, who plays McLaughlin, the love alien, he's done a lot of movies. He's done a lot of TV. He's done Risky Business as Glenn. He was in Miracle Mile, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. As well, he did the the voice of Chip, the guy who he answers the telephone call. Right, he's and on the, the guy's end. like, "They're dropping the fucking nukes. They're dropping them now. We're gonna get kicked back in about twenty thirty minutes." Uh huh. That's the guy on the phone. Is this guy in this movie? Crazy. I was like, "Oh my god, I love that trivia. That's so cool." That is cool. It's because the the Miracle Mile is literally one of my. It's a good really, movie. It's a great movie, dude. No matter how old that gets, it's a great movie. I think it's the acting and all everything just kind of came it's together amazing. so well. And it, it's got a love story. I didn't hate. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because if you ever cared about anybody and you went through this, what would you do with that person? Right. So anyway, riding the edge. Carnosaur. He played Doc Smith in it. He was the guy that did the fucking uh, that got killed by the woman. Oh, okay. Remember they were turning the eggs and the chickens or the chickens' eggs into lizards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, obviously, he was also in Star Trek Voyager, four episodes of 24 TV, Dexter, the Mass Effect games. He played Kaiden Alenko, one of the main characters. He did, uh, I thought he was the guy that was the lead in Love Potion number nine, but that's Tate Donovan, by the way. Oh, you lied to me. I didn't lie. I thought it was him. It looked like them. They kind of have similar attributes, but they do look different. So, Also, we have Kate Hodge in this movie who plays Julia Beck, the daughter of Beck Juliet. from the first movie. No, they call her Julia in the oh, movie. Oh, I thought over towards the end, they were, he was calling out Julia. I don't I know. Like, oh, yeah. I wrote Juliet the whole time down, and then when at the end of the movie when he started calling her Julia and he yelled her name, I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. If that, that, that T is real silent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, she was in Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. 
She also did a big part in She-Wolf of London, which was a TV series for 24 episodes. She was in Silk Stalkings, One Life to Live, Beyond the Resonator, Curse of Reanimator, Headless Horseman and the Resonator, which I think, you know, the Headless Horseman is a movie that they're trying to make like Ghost Rider-esque, but like with a pumpkin head. Why didn't they just stick to the original story? I don't know, but it looks like it looks kind of like I kind of want to watch it just to see. Is that a new movie? Coming yeah, out? It's, it's it's a newer movie that's coming out. Oh, okay. Or it, it just came out, but I, I didn't hear shit about it. But they're treating it like Ghost Rider because there's like a guy oh. that makes a deal with the devil. Oh, I see. And I'm like, oh, that's totally Ghost Rider. Uh, anyway, I didn't really find a budget on this. I think this went straight to video. Most people didn't even know it existed. Uh, Christina, what do you think about this fine sequel? Was it fine? It was like a fine... Garbage. Turd. <laughs> a fine aged turd. Anyway, so they recapped the last movie with a little more context this time at the beginning. Right. Which I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's 15 years later with the like you're saying with the detective's daughter but unfortunately since it's 15 years later there's no technological advances so they're still using a vcr or yeah vcr and like a regular tv there's no computers there's no cell phones well technically this would be 2002 based on the first movie and all the cars are from 1990 yeah that's the funny part but what's interesting? But anyway, so now the daughter's looking for the aliens, and, and she stuff. doesn't look a day over thirty. So oh no, not at all. Um, but it, what was it? I liked. Okay, so they're looking for these aliens who are at these raves. Okay, they have raves in this movie, with, and they're raves with terrible music. Terrible music. Right, You're it's not- very current, but not with the music. By no. the way, no, it was it it was like uh it was like elevator music. It was really weird. Terrible. Um, you know what else is terrible? What? The acting. The acting was <laughs> the acting was pretty terrible. Okay. Um, so I didn't like the character of the good alien because he was like a toddler who couldn't brush his own goddamn teeth or use chopsticks. Wait, did you say toddler? Is that what you had written down there, toddler? Yeah. Did you say that? I said that earlier. That's why I was oh, curious. Oh, sorry. You're using my words. I might have. Sorry. Okay, she does that but, sometimes. I'll, I mean, I'll be like, he's like a toddler. Cause, I he mean, couldn't brush his teeth, dude. Like, who fuck does that? Toddlers? Yeah. Well, that's what I wrote. Babies? In the... Okay. Oh, well, I apologize. I apologize. Just that's, do it again. That's, okay. Should I say what I... Just be like, yeah. I didn't like the lead. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like the lead. lead. I didn't like the good alien. I didn't like his character. Um, He was really dumb for an alien who's supposed to be like an advanced breed (laughs) he couldn't like brush his own teeth or use chopsticks or like he is a being of light i think they should know how to brush their goddamn teeth (laughs) i don't think they do (laughs) (laughs) i was disappointed with the creature effects in this movie they were not as cool as the first movie and they didn't really show too much um i don't know the end was pretty wild yeah, it was, but I still think it was lacking. I mean, why did they keep it all till the end parts? Yeah. You know what I mean? The plot was pretty boring. I felt uh, they kept re-explaining how the alien thing worked. That was annoying. I also, uh, they were also attempting to have a love story in there, which was fucking oh, annoying yeah. as fuck. Oh, my God. I don't, I give it like, I don't know, a two. 
a three. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I feel like there's a little bit of S big flavor in this movie that is enjoyable, and there's a few things thrown in for good measure for those who might have liked the first one. But you have to be a really big fan of the first one to even care about the second one. Otherwise, this is not going to be a movie for everybody. You know what I mean? This right. is this is kind of like um, if you're hoping for more of the first, then don't watch it. Right, don't do it. If don't you're, do it. oh, excuse me. <laughs> the Dr. Pepper's coming up. It really does make you gassy. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're drunk. But if you're, you know, if you if you want to go into this movie looking, thinking like, oh, I wonder how they would continue this story on, and you're just out of morbid curiosity, and you like to watch things like burn, then this might be a movie for you because I, I actually didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those movies that's just kind of pushing below average for most of the movie and then there's these above average moments so it's really hard for me to score this has one of the biggest gore scenes in both of the movies Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not a reason to watch this movie if there's only one they did that in what was it howling four i think it was where the like there was this amazing melting scene in it Mm -hmm. but everything else around it was garbage (laughs) Uh, despite alien or aliens werewolves. <laughs> werewolves fucking you know like other than that it was terrible but yeah like it's just you, know, you can't rely on one thing there is a lot of practical effects and they do have uh you know like actual creatures running around and stuff more than they did in the first one in some regards mm-hmm. so you have to give it that but it is definitely they hired the lower talent so that they could put more of that in the film to kind of like make up for its terrible acting. And it's not the worst acting I've seen, by the way, but it is the kind of acting that you will laugh at. So if you like that kind of thing, that might not be a terrible watch. Like, I feel like you could watch this movie. You're not going to love it. You're not going to like it. You're just going to be like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, I had a few laughs. It's not all bad. You know, like I, I, I really didn't like the characters, the main two that I only spoke of because there are so many different other characters that are moving by at a at like just a rapid pace, rapid pace. Like it's just it just like the the creature in the movie disposes of bodies. So does the fucking movie. It's just <laughs> characters. Hey, character, meet him for five seconds. Dead, gone. Nobody talks about him again. Mm-hmm. That's how this movie went. And then add a bunch of that fucking love bullshit in this movie it's like i get it some people want a fucking alien and you know what no kink shame like maybe if an alien was hot i would too but okay i just don't think that this is the kind of movie to to put a love drama in and i don't find anything sexy about brushing somebody's teeth it was stupid and cute but they do it in the movie just to kind of like get them closer together to show them that they're like you know no they get to have sex yeah to me it kind of makes me think oh you're just fucking a kid because he's too stupid like to know he's like he's like knows a lot but he's young (laughs) you know what i mean like too young to know better in other words like you could be taking advantage of the alien so it's kind of kind of fucks and sounds it's kind of gross in some weird way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hey man like i said no king shame like whatever i just don't think it belonged in this movie that's it mm-hmm. i don't care about the kink i don't care about that it's in there they just pushed it like it was too much love 
Like, it was like, oh, I've got feelings for you. I've never felt feelings before. Uh, it's like, uh, What is that tingling in my pee-pee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, does he get an erection or is it just a tentacle? Like, what's going Ew. on here? It's a light tentacle or something. I, I don't know what. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, not on the high end of uh, scores. Probably like a 4.5 out of 10 for me. You know, maybe Horrible. a 5. It's... But, you know, there's a few things in it that kind of push it over that that average threshold a couple of times Mm -hmm. that, you know, could even get into the sixes occasionally. But all the camaraderie and the jokes that are in this movie feel like cheap knockoff versions, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like the the whole buddy cop buddy thing is kind of dead because now it's just a love story instead. So imagine if fucking, you know, Riggs and Murdoch were having you know, love interests with each other in fucking lethal exactly. weapon, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? I'm getting too old for the sex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I think, uh, yeah, 4.5 out of 10 is being nice, I think, but I, do, I really don't think it's, it's watchable. You know what I mean? Like if you're curious out of it and you just want to have it cause you want to, pad out your collection i don't think it's a terrible buy i just wouldn't spend a lot of money on it right so you gave it a two maybe a three yeah what's your final score oh my god 2.5 oh my god so a 3.5 for the both of us. out of 10 not a very good movie i think it deserves a little credit though because there are some things in it that i did like it's just overall it's just not it's they they made some bad they made some big missteps, but there is one glorious gore scene at the end of the movie. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but boy, do we love watching it. <laughs> Pretty awesome, actually. So we do have some trivia to talk about, though. And if you want to watch this movie, well, good luck. You're gonna have to go find it online, like I said a million times. But yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So there isn't a lot of trivia on this. It's just that the movie takes place in 2002. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can really find on this. Did one. that look like two thousand and two to you? No. No. Oh, look! I found th- I found double feature: the hidden and the hidden two on DVD for sixteen dollars on eBay. Well, I saw one for thirteen, not not counting the shipping, but maybe that's the one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, it's here. There's one on here for $8, and it's a double the double feature. Yeah, so you can find yeah, it. It's so, yeah, you hard. can find it. Oh, I, the VHS, 10 bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not like a well-sought-after movie, so that's no. why it's not going for much. Right. These people are just hoping they'll get money so they can go <laughs> buy something. a candy bar or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, there is some scenes in the movie that I, I did enjoy and that I, I wrote down, and I took a lot of notes on this movie, but, boy... There were some very, 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 very painfully slow parts in this movie. But, you know, it's like if you don't mind, like, love stuff in your horror action sci-fi movies, it's probably not the absolute worst thing. But if you don't... Ugh. It's bad. So, they kick this movie off. They basically replay the end of the first film but they show like a dog picking up like a a piece of the blown up exploded alien from the stage or whatever could i mention this dog is oh, yeah. not as cute as the dog in the the other movie oh hell no he, he, well he looks like benji but yeah, like a, a longer hair yeah like a dirty like 
street dog. You know what he looks like? He looks like the dog from Demons 2 who gets infected with the, the burning oh, blood. Oh, yeah. That like chases the woman around her apartment. It does look like. Like in the like snout, that. the beak comes up. The reason why I think mm-hmm. that is because they have that scene in this movie where he gets attacked. He takes a piece of the alien and then tentacles come out of it and it yelps like it does in the fucking the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like fucking it like sticks itself in its mouth and it pulls its teeth back. Oh. And I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of uh, the thing right here. I was like, this might not be so bad. But yeah, it, it starts to get a little lackluster later. They show the, you know, the scene with Gallagher pissing yellow into the dead Beck's mouth. And then the dog wanders or for a while into a building and then falls over and all these like gore comes out of its stomach, which is kind of cool. The effects are pretty gross in this part. Some of the goop like starts to climb up some of the pipes and nest as eggs, I guess, mm-hmm. which is like the crux of the whole, you know, story because they keep going back to this building to stop the evil. The rave building. Yeah, the rave. The The rave. (laughs) Yeah, the kids are all snorting lines of goop. (laughs) It's not illegal because, like, it's a (laughs) pure MDMA, man. It's Molly, dude. If you didn't know, that's where it comes from. 2002, bitch. We're doing Molly. Dad, if you guys are, if if you are old enough to know, raves were very popular at this point in time. 93, yeah, 93 was, was like was big for for raves. So the fact that this movie even addressed it, I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking sometimes uh five or ten years before other movies did. Mm-hmm. Like Jason X and fucking House of the Dead tried to do it. And like all of those movies are late to the game because like mm-hmm. raving was like so big in the early nineties. Well, and it was so underground too. Right. You could do MDMA. There was a big fucking report in DC called, um, it was called uh, The Buzz something. It was a big report. Twenty. It was like 24, what do they call it? 20 seconds or whatever. Uh-huh. What is it called? 60 uh, seconds or 60 minutes. Oh, 60 minutes. They yeah. did a, like one of those oh, reports. Oh, yeah, they did. And they, they were like saying like how you could get to a rave and you need a flyer and you need a code word. We went undercover <laughs> to see what it was like and see if we could score some drugs. Pure MDMA. It's not on the, it's on the market and it's not illegal for your kids to consume. <laughs> what has it done to our population? What has it done to the world? Raves. It's like, oh my God. And they showed like like this fucking guy coming. He's like, "Hey man, can I get some MDMA?" Oh, I don't have any, bro. I think that guy over there, man. And then like there's like bu- the like kids and like fucking cuddle puddles all over the floor and shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gacked out, fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is the derail podcast now. I think we need to do it more often because I think yeah, I do. think people get bored of our little like breakdowns or something. They need to, like, wake you up! Wake up! Well, you know, with, with movies like this, like, it's kind of... Yeah, I've seen... We saw a lot worse than this. Come on. Well, I know, but... Ratman you know. was pretty bad. And they're, are they releasing that on... Yeah, they got that coming out on Cauldron <laughs> Films, <laughs> by the you, way. Didn't you, just, <laughs> didn't you just buy it, too? I was like, fuck, you just bought that. No, Ratman? oh, I did. I got it on DVD. And I remember, you know what's fucked up? Is that the copy I got on eBay? I uh-huh. fucking asked the guy if I could get it for ten dollars instead of fifteen, uh-huh. and he was like, "No, I'm already, I'm already taking the price lower." Guess what? I got a notification today for. He lowered the price to ten dollars, motherfucker. See, 
you shouldn't have bought it. It was just karma. Well, it's just because I know the future. This happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'll watch a movie that hasn't even come out yet, and then someone will announce it. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on, man? Like, I've spent all this time and money on it. Why won't you tell me that it's coming out so I can wait? <laughs> like, warn me or something, boutiques. <laughs> we are friends. Just kidding. Anyway. We're friends. Anyway, so but the dog, the building is a big problem. They have a rave there eventually, and the music is terrible, by the way, in this. But Beck wakes up as normal, and his little girl stares at him, and then it flashes 15 years later, and it looks like Beck's body is, like, deteriorating. And so, in other words, a, a different actor had to play him because they couldn't afford the real actor. <laughs> they couldn't bring it back. Yeah. yeah. But they probably didn't want to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have either, yeah. yeah. I mean, who who would want to after they didn't get along with them? It wasn't right. a good experience for right. them. Um, next, they have a guy showing off a building. That's the rave building we're talking about. And it's like, the funny thing about this is like, they have like four guys in suits who are coming up to this building to use it for this like underground rave. Back in the day, guys, when raves again, would happen, they would, you would get a flyer and there would be a phone number on it. And that phone number wouldn't work until the day of the event. And it would only be that day that you could find out where to get the address or another location where someone would tell you to go. Mm-hmm. And then you would have to, like, follow the trail to get to the fucking rave. Mm -hmm. And these guys are, like, dressed in fucking suits. I'm like, dude. We're going to make so much money. These kids were wearing fucking baggy jeans and, like, nobody's dressed like that. Right. They look like fucking mob bosses or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) And they, like, tried to hip him up, too, because, like, one of the guys, like, far fucking out, man. (laughs) I'm like, that's 70s, dude. Like, you're missing the era. Yeah, well, it was popular about that time, too. But yeah. The 70s were coming back. Of course, they're going to be setting up shop in the one building they shouldn't in all of the (laughs) fucking town. So go figure. And the the Goopy Pipe Egg building. And I love how they perceive. I just just thought it was funny how they perceive these rave promoters as like big time mob boss men. (laughs) It was like, no way. Um, the guy who's showing him the building is, he's like showing it off. And one of the aliens like jumps in his mouth, like really quickly. Well, pretty quickly. And that's a, a continuity issue in this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. that they pass the alien back and forth blase sometimes. And then they had like this big production where it's all sloppily going in their mouth and takes forever other times. Mm-hmm. But this time it was kind of like in between. It was like fast, but not too fast. And so it gets in his mouth and you see the tentacle flipping around in his mouth. And uh, the guy was like, the promoters are like, Stanton, you're out of this world, man. He's like, yes, I am that. (laughs) And then leaves. And then he walks. This is a funny scene. He walks down to the street to get to some buildings where there's like a valet. And he beats up the poor valet guy with with a peanut butter jelly sandwich. The other valet guy has the balls to say to him, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, sir. <laughs> you need to leave right now. Yeah. And the alien is like, can't you see I'm trying to eat? <laughs> I, I'm like, this is masterful writing, by oh, the way. Well, right when he walked up, to, when he first walked up to the valet and he was like, the, and he was looking at the keys. He was like, these are cars. These I are like, keys. These are keys. I like cars. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like cars too, buddy. What about it? <laughs> it was funny. Uh, and then Stanton turns, uh, like the valet gay is like, eat this asshole and puts a, try to tase him. And then Stanton, the alien turns and tases the, the valet guy. He's like, don't ever bother me again while I'm eating. 
<laughs> and he tases him to death. And the other valet guy gets up with the one with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and tases and he tases that guy too. And he's like, <laughs> like the worst acting. <laughs> Poor guy. I've seen that guy in other movies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, later on, like big movies like NCIS or some shit, like something like really, oh, like the big shows, much and stuff. better. Yeah, right. Um, because he's not a bad actor. It's just that's a shitty. He's probably part. directed well, wrong. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, but then he then Tant, uh, the alien turns to the screen. He's like, I like this a lot. Give him a jolt, they'll never forget. And then he walks over to this rich guy pulling up with this lady, and he's like, I want this car. And he's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, everybody does, buddy. <laughs> anyway, here's a donation to put a down payment towards that car, huh? He gave him, like, $2. He must have been a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dollar, actually. Was it? I looked. I rewound it. I was like, that fucking boomer. <laughs> he thinks he can buy a house with that, I bet. <laughs> you could probably go... <laughs> Look, kid, why don't you go get a car and an education and a house with this dollar? Here's a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking boobas. Anyway, he walks over to the rich guy and uh, he's like, but I want this car and I want the girl too. And he throws him out of the car and he drives off with her and she's like, let me out, let me out. And then he killed her. Yeah, I guess. He never really... No, because the news the news thing came on and, and said, said that, that she she got stabbed to death or something. Well, you hear her scream at the end of that. Right when the, she takes off. Yeah, or they take off. And then the dying old not so Beck guy that's pretending to be Beck <laughs> goes to the building and starts lasering the eggs, but Stanton attacks him and they they like fight each other and then he impales Beck on like this pipe and then he's like, yeah, he's like, wrong move, motherfucker. You lose. And he's like, no, wrong, motherfucker. You lose and snaps his neck from behind. <laughs> it's so stupid. Then Max, Beck's daughter's at the morgue and she's all grown up. And of course, to kind of like piece in this, tie her to the body and Beck and make sure that everybody knows that that's Beck because you wouldn't know. Because the only time I get, Christina was like, is that the guy from the first movie? And I was like, well, they're holding up the fucking yeah, picture he, of yeah, him. Yeah, he's. Uh, threw up his badge and his yeah. ID. He opens up Luke. his badge and his ID and he Luke, looks at me. it. It's He's me. He's like, Look, it's me. Look how I've I, changed. I'm from the first movie. It's me. <laughs> but he's on a slab and she's like, obviously not six years old like she was in the movie anymore. She's like 39, but it's supposed to be 15 years later and she's like way older. And apparently he aged because the, you know, he's the alien, I guess. They don't really explain it. Oh, he was 46 years old. That's not my father. Yeah. He's 46 years old. She shows him a picture from the first movie, which was six years earlier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like one of the shots they took from the movie. But I don't know. There's this other guy that just appears out of nowhere and he's like smelling and tasting and, and like fingering blood everywhere because he has this ability to be able to track the alien it's this new alien kind of in the gallagher spirit because they call he called for backup like right. in the first movie but you didn't see it so in the beginning of this movie it shows like this transmission like this dos because it's 2002 right. and they still use dos it's not dos it's a it's more like uh <laughs> macintosh yeah because like- it's a green screen <laughs> it's a green screen oh with green God. typed letters yeah Anyway, anyway, there was a scene in the in the rave after that where the dude's getting ground. He's, he's like 
being grinded by some girl on his lap. And I don't know if they're fucking or I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know either. But I guess that's what they're like. Oh, this is what kids do at raves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck in the middle of the open. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a fucking porn party. Yeah, there's shit that goes on there, but most everybody's fucking impotent because they're high as fuck. <laughs> they can't get up on fucking MDMA. Some people can. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway... He's like getting grinded by her and then she leans back and the alien slips into her mouth really quick and then she grind humps him to death and then they find his body and there's a slime trail from the alien girl all the way out the door, which I thought was in poor taste. You know, like, Jesus, why? Oh, she's a slut because she fucked him. Okay. Well, he did too. I'm just kidding. Well, now he's dead. I'm kidding. So there you go. She just passes the alien to another raver right after that, too. Yep. Like, like it's nothing. Like they Yeah, just, it's... How many people do you think he... There, there's the, no way that this big-ass alien Jesus came out of her mouth Christ. that quick. Like, I mean, I know that there's times where you take slow or fast shits, but <laughs> this is not going to happen like this in this movie. There's This is the continuity error that I'm right. talking about in this movie. And I think it was a budget restraint error because they were like, yeah, just pretend like uh, it went in your mouth. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah, because she made out with some dude. She just made out with him and then all of a sudden the guy was... She grabs possessed. his crotch and while he's trying to talk to her and he's like, hey, well, what are you doing? And then she falls down in front of him yeah, and then he and walks it. off. You don't even see the... And they fight that scene. alien and then he knocks, like, he shoots him Oh, that's right. They they chase him out the front door and then like he somehow scales the building and they find a dead body on the ground and they're like, that's not him. And he jumps from like four stories from high mm-hmm. and jumps down on him and uh, knocks the only weapon that he has to kill aliens with after he has this big explanation about it. And then he's like, you're not even worth killing. You have nothing now without that weapon. You are nothing. You're not even worth killing. It's like... He's had this opportunity to kill this guy in this movie at least three times, and yeah, he never he just did. Walked away because he's yeah. not worth killing. Not worth killing, man. But everybody else, fuck them. Right. You know, like just leave bodies hanging everywhere. Don't even hide them. Just leave them where you left them. But she's like, my father had a weapon just like that. How convenient. Yeah, convenient. I didn't know there was two. I thought there was only one. So they go back to the building and start shooting up the eggs and McCoughlin gets attacked and he's and he and he's like, shoot me. She's like, shoot you. He's like, shoot me. Because because the gun doesn't work on human flesh. It only works on the chemical makeup of that particular organism that's inside of him. Mm-hmm. So if you shoot him, it'll hurt the alien that's on his back. Mm-hmm. And he does. And it like blows up. And then she holds him. Like, I thought I killed you. And then they play love music. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny, too. When they go back to Juliet's house, they have, like, Chinese, and he's, like, eating like a pig. And he's, like, describing his planet as light and that the other aliens are somehow the antithesis of that, that have become physical and putrid and slugs and, and evolved. They evolved from the same breed of creature mm-hmm. that they ascended to light while they went down to the darkness being angels and demons. Oh. See what I'm saying? God, everything goes back to religion. But it's but it's doing it through the lens of uh, aliens are, are, are right. angels right, yeah. kind of thing, which a lot of people which, say. Yeah, people will say that, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe they created us. Right. Maybe the, we have their DNA. Found out I'm 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. 
there's like this homeless man in a sewer and you see the thing like crawling across the ground and he's like gestating him him because they like keep coming cutting back to him and he's like physically getting worse and worse and it's like it's almost like it's like living in him till it can like get the strength to like come out Mm -hmm. because it's so tired for some reason but no weapons hurt it so i don't really understand why it's tired i guess it just gets tired switching bodies that night she wakes up because he sleeps on the cat like a couch or like a bed out in the living room or something and then she sleeps in her bedroom and she wakes up and she sees him and uh he's like in the bathroom looking at a toothbrush like a fucking toddler and she's like oh here let me help you you'll like this and starts brushing and he's like oh oh and she's like well, I, I think you can figure it out from here and then she goes back to her bedroom again and then comes back out again because she's like, I need that dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what's happening. She's catcalling him. And I think so, too. Yeah, I that's totally that's, catcalling. Yeah, it was. You know. Um, Sleazy. Look what she was wearing. <laughs> just fucking around. She was just wearing. <laughs> she's wearing like, a nightgown, Christina. Pajamas. Like, it was like pajamas. It's a joke. Oh. Do you not get the joke? Yeah, I get it. Jesus Christ. I just, I don't. It wasn't a big deal. She's like worried. She wasn't like wearing lingerie. She's worried you guys are going to cancel me. Clearly, I'm, I'm very supportive of, of, of women's rights. You sure about that? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You sure about that? You sure about that? <laughs> anyway, she wakes up. He's staring out the fucking window like a toddler again. And she's like turned on by his toddler behavior. And it's like, he's like, I've never touched before. It's so strange. The feelings that I get in my body. I wonder what it's like to be inside of your pussy. <laughs> so they fuck on the floor. And uh, he's like, never touched a person before, never had sex before. But man, he's uh, he's a natural. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they're railing. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, got her, he's got her up in the corner of the fucking room like fucking the Howling Three. My sister's a werewolf or whatever the fuck it was. Remember that scene where he's like railing no, her up against remember. the wall? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I know I'm being graphic guys, but we're adults here. I think we can handle it. Okay. So settle the fuck down and buckle the fuck up. Anyway, the homeless man emerges. He looks all fucked up. He walks into this auto shop and the guy's like working under his car next to a boom box. And this is significant because the first movie they had the boom box in it, right? Where he smashes up, he beats up the fucking record store guy. Mm-hmm. He's just taking tapes. Oh, yeah. Right in front of him. And he's just like, hey, you, you. And he's just like putting him in. He's like, hey, you, I'm going to beat your ass. And then he beats him up and kills him and then smashes the window and takes the boombox. So they thought, oh, we'll bring the boombox back. You know, that'll be fun. You know, people like the boombox thing. We did a fucking survey on that and people love that. <laughs> so let's bring the boombox back. It's all about the boombox. So he picks up the boombox and drops the fucking the car on top of the dude and he just gets crushed and he's like no 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 <laughs> he's <funny>. like bye <laughs> see that's the fucked up thing is this doesn't have nearly the good enough comedy it doesn't in it's this not movie like humorous. it doesn't hit the same you know what i mean it's like it's like going through the motions mm-hmm. but it's it's like an imitation mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like when i do imitate the movie right it's and just it's, not as good yeah it's it's not funny at all yeah no one's laughing. All right, Christina. <laughs> I think it's a little funny sometimes. Do you? I never sure. said it was the original. You did sure I? about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're gonna find out what's inside of her tomorrow. <laughs> Horrible. And, anyway, so he takes the boombox with him and he goes to the corner and there's this guy and he's like 
He's like, nice boombox, motherfucker. You're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, you need to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, nice car, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, you got balls, man. You got some balls coming up in here talking shit like that. He's like, I tell you what, you give me that boombox and I'll let you get the fuck out of there. And he just hands it to him and then steals his <laughs> car. Steals the car. And then he got, tries to shoot him a bunch of times and it doesn't do anything. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then the guy walks over and just like kills him. And then uh, he empties. The, he's like, I said, I like your car and then drives off. <laughs> and then uh, that was kind of silly. What else did happen after that? Oh, they did. a They did some more alien fucking in the movie. Right. A couple of times. It was like yeah, three towards, times. Towards the end. Um, it, it was like every time they fought him, they're like, we got to recharge. What do you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get inside each other. <laughs> Gross. What if he like spit himself into her? <laughs> then she'd be just like her. Then she'd be just like her father. <laughs> oh, the spirit would. Oh, no. It's a different spirit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> why? See, this is what content doesn't make any sense. So why didn't the father just go into somebody else? He just like let himself die. I guess he killed. Well, they they allude to at the end of the movie when they're in their third coital uh, after coitus, post coitus state. Yeah. Okay. Post coitus, meaning they just had sex. Oh, okay. Um, he says, you know, uh, he's like, I'm feeling it. The change is happening. If I stay here. It'll be too late if I don't leave. Oh, that's right. So we left. And then he, yeah, I, I, forget, I wrote down here because I thought it was really stupid because, well, just to, to finish the fucking story, they defeat the alien. He gives into a couple other people. They defeat the alien by, dude, it's crazy. He shoots him a bunch of times. The alien breaks out of the dude's chest. That was cool. That was cool. I was like, oh, is this going to be his final form? Like he's been recharging in the homeless guy and now it's going to be like mm-hmm. the final form. And he is a little bigger, a little darker, not as pink as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Freshy, little French. Uh, what do they call them? Little, um, the little baby mice. What do they call them? No idea. You know, when you feed them a snake, pinkies. They call them pinkies. Do they? Yeah. The baby huh. mice are pinkies. I didn't know. Oh, is that where pinky in the brain comes from? Probably. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So the the pinky he was like a little. They were like pinky earlier, and then he's like a darker version of that the grown alien that's been gestating inside of all those people, and like he shoots it with that fucking special alien laser gun, and it, it obliterates it, and and the body that it's coming out of, like it splits the body in two. There's flesh bits everywhere. I mean, it is fucking horrendous. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then you think it's over and they, they like cut. And she's like, supposedly Julia's passed out. And he's like, Julia, he sees a slime trail over towards her. And he's like, don't move. And she's like, oh, and it's another one of those pinky ones jumps on her. And then he shoots her with the laser gun and it explodes the thing on her back. Ew. And then end of the movie and they fuck. And then this is where um, he says in the bed, he's like, I feel the change if I stay. It won't get any better. It will only get worse. She's like, like my father? She's like, I've seen what it does for my father, but I care too much about you for that. And he recites some passages from the flower on the hill from his planet's books of books, he calls it. I'm like, wait, you're light beings. You don't even have books. Like, How do you read? Yeah, you're with, you, with your light fingers? How are you going to turn a page? <laughs> breathe on it i don't understand what you can't even hold air you're floating around like what the fuck and 
But he says it's from his book of books, and I, I guess it's like Energy Flower and Energy Books or some Energon books, maybe. <laughs> They're crystal Energon books. Uh, maybe he goes inside of a tablet, and that's where they all live. You know, like the future technology. He got technology. uploaded to a cloud. He's yeah. actually like they live in a server in fucking Colorado. Like <laughs> Bill Gates is like. Built them is out of he, nanobots he, or something. He has a, He's taken them hostage. Like they're his prisoners. He's made a race of fucking light beings. <laughs> they were once all vaccine people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the nanobots do. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, she wakes up. She sees what he wrote on the side of the. Like she's got one of those like old eighties. Things that, you know, like the, if you've ever worked at a job, they have these like Zen things where you can put sand and rocks in and then you can like rake oh, the yeah, sand yeah. as like some sort of like uh meditational Zen, zen the, thing. It, makes, it puts me the Zen. And he draws, he, he told her about Ra, Raz Bedouin and uh, it meaning something. Uh, and I forget what it was. I just didn't care. I didn't know they had English letters. Well, he probably phonetically world. spelled it out because, you know, maybe he was like, his name is Roz and he's like, I be doing you <laughs> like Roz be doing and he, he's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Fuck this bitch. And didn't finish it. And you see the sand. <laughs> it just disappears. He's like, you know what? Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. She'll get over it. I got my tentacle wet. <laughs> I got my light dick wet. <laughs> and then didn't she like have... And then they didn't they cut to a scene where like she's like turning in yeah the thing and it was a nightmare they, they I was like a, that's stupid they had a freak out wake up thing because I guess people just weren't happy with that because it was just too nice and so they decided to tack on this thing where she like is looking out the window and it's like the she's like she looks out the window missing him and then she turns around and slips on his empty husk of a body. Because he broke out of her chest and then she falls in it and she's like, oh my God. And she's got all his guts and organs all over her. I'm kidding. That would have been cool, actually. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> Exploded. She like steps it. in his cavity, his open cavity head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> like a cad. She steps on his Cadbury head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Cadbury egg. She's got her foot in some like caramel and some weird cottage cheese type shit. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, they they have a wake up freak out moment where she's been infected and she wakes up screaming, and then you hear the, the shitty rave music playing from earlier. That is definitely not anyone that no one would have danced to that at a rave. No, it was like elevator music or something. I don't know what it was. Muzak. It was Muzak. Yeah, made by Zach. From the grocery store. <laughs> That's a band name. My name's Zach. I, I'm in a band called New Zach. <laughs> Thought it was clever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the uh, hidden one and two. And uh, yeah, if you if you never saw part two, I'm sure you're pretty curious. I don't think it's as bad. I don't know. I think it's just just average. You know what I mean? Like you can live without seeing it. You could. Yeah. You don't. Have, it's not something you're gonna rush out and see. But. I mean, we definitely made fun of it pretty fun, you know. So there's some pretty funny shit that happens in it, I guess, you know. Right. The love stuff has really ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, it's just the longest parts <sighs> in the movie. It's like, can we just, like, so, like see someone explode or something? Or <laughs> can you see a head pop or please? 
a skeleton grab somebody and try to drag him into a pool of fucking hell? <laughs> <laughs> like Nine Choi Lam, please, thanks. All right. Anyway, do we know what we're going to do next week? No, we do not. Next week, we've got some ideas that we're throwing around to, to do for some movies. So we might do that. And I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. Yep. So just keep your eye out. I've got a couple reviews up already on the YouTube. So if you have something that you're looking for, go check that out. Sorry. But yeah, if you have uh, if you have extra content you want to check out, check it out on there. Follow us on TikTok at BTVCast and follow us on threads at BTVCast. You'll find us on there. Just look up Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. You'll find us there too. So, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Christina, do you want to leave with any hot knowledge before we leave or are you good? I'm good. All right. So guys, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned to the socials to know what we're going to be watching next week. But we love you. Thank you for your support. And as always, long live the void.